Smash Factor. Ripping driver going for it. Oh, oh my goodness. How about that tee shot? That is crazy how far that is. Wow. John Daly, take a back seat, big fella. How about that drive? That's an aggressive line. Look at this, he's just driven the green. He yep. has just driven the green. I guess, hello world, huh? Welcome everybody to episode 98 of the Smash Factor, the 2020 Genesis Invitational. Coming to you live around a little past 1 a.m. Uh, Monday, I guess going into Tuesday morning now. Uh, had to do an audio pod only this week. Um, Running behind with a lot going on. Uh, as I mentioned last week, I'll have a off-site corporate manager meeting starting tomorrow and go through Thursday. So spending most of tonight and probably the next couple hours to get out all the content I can before departing because it's I won't have much access to, to get on. I'm going to try Wednesday night, obviously, to get anything I can as far as ownership projections or anything like that posted on the site. Um Tambo's going to do kind of a hybrid article for us. Uh, I think Kenny Kim's going to pitch in, helping out with uh, Tambo Wednesday night in the Slack if he can as well. Uh, I'll have most of my – well, I'll basically have all, all my stuff out. Just the ownership stuff will be kind of pending because it's a little too early to try to gauge that, and I don't want to put something out there that, you know, is going to get aged in 48 hours. So we're going to do the best we can this week. But, you know, great tournament. Finally get a back to one track. Um, one of the best fields we've seen in a while, um, outside of a major and probably WGC, um, has probably been stronger than some of the first couple rounds of the FedEx. But before we get into that, we'll wrap up last week real quick. The uh, AT&T Pebble Beach Pro-Am played out as most thought as far as, um, not very fun to watch in general, as far as, you know, what we care about. Um, a lot of celebrity stuff on there. It's, it's, it's entertaining in a sense, but um, not, you know, for someone that's trying to, I mean, I don't think we saw Nick Taylor very much, you know, and he led the entire tournament, you know, from round one on. Um, and I, I don't know, other than Sunday at the end, I don't know how much we saw him the first three days. Um, but you're going to get that with that tournament. There's nothing you can do about it. Um, it's just part of the, the way it's set up. And we move on to a one course, one field, or one course uh, T. Being an invitation would be a T65 and tie, but only 121 man field, I believe. 120 man, somewhere right around there. Um, you know, I just a brutal Sunday all the way around. I mean, I think the field was like close to 100, 100 over, 150 over altogether. Um, had some guys in play, Strelman, Berger. Um, none ever really. I mean, Strelman, maybe if, if he would have got something. They're late and, and Taylor, you know, didn't chip in again. Uh, could have had a chance, but – and I added him Saturday night, I think, at 33-1. to 1. So, would have been a decent hit to kind of save the week. The uh, lesson learned on trying to throw a three-star out um, with some unpredictable winds and weather. Uh, old champ didn't do too well. Uh, he wasn't the only one, but probably not the right place to try to drop a three star. And, you know, I had to, had to swallow the bleach on that as I posted on Twitter, but, um, my mistake, I'll learn from it. That's not, it wasn't a smart bet. Even if I like the play just with that much, 
you know, variability in the wind is probably not smart to go with three star there. Cause you just never know how it's going to impact a player in, in the, in, in his game. Um, even homo or homo <clears throat> homo started falling apart late, but not near what champ did. Champ was done early. And, and most of those guys, once they fell back, looked like they were just ready to get out of there and, and call it a day. Um, even DJ, I think he shot five or six over as well. So not the best, betting week i think i did all right on some of the matchups but that one alone um plus you know i just it's gonna be hard to overcome that and, and nothing uh prop wise outright wise to really talk about um so we move on from that and we get get to some i don't want to call it real golf that was real golf last week but you know straight up golf four rounds same course kind of stuff we like uh before <clears throat> we get to riviera country club as always try super draft the app our 2020 site sponsor, um, really picking up steam in the, in the industry. I, I hadn't talked to D rock. I know at some point Saturday we had like eight, nine GC logos in the top 15, top 20 in the big GPP there, which is great. We love seeing that. It really helps us, um, you know, pitch to those guys and, and show that you guys are supporting the product, which we want. You can use the code GUP when you sign up, you get $10 bonus with your first $10 in. So you put that $20 in play and get, you win. So you win a hundred that day, you can pull it out. There's no strings attached, no roll it over. Got to play this much. Um, we think once you try it out, especially with some of the content we have and, and all their stuff is integrated in our PJ research center. Uh, I think you'll really enjoy it. Um, especially if you're intimidated by some of the DraftKings pools and, uh, contests and sizes you can kind of um I, i've talked to some guys that kind of use it as your cash s game maybe you don't play cash on dk and you take that cash percentage of your bankroll and go try it super draft out just see if you like it it's a little bit different a little bit more level playing field because everybody's trying to figure out the good strategies right now but uh d rock's obviously doing a great job with it so i think as seen in that contest i think we have an edge over the field right now so Go go ahead and give that a try out. Again, use the code GUP. You get $10 on your first $10 deposited. Um, you know, as I mentioned last week, listeners only of the pod get 10% off with the code SMASH10. If you'd like to try any product, merchant, or uh, membership out right now, subscription, I'm going to, when I get back from my trip um, sometime this weekend, I'm going to do a, another tutorial over the PGA Research Center now that we are full go with the updates. Um, so if you kind of been waiting to see what that is, I think when that video goes out, um, we'll have it on Twitter, YouTube, all that stuff. It'll be open to the public. Cause I just want to show everybody what, what the new interface looks like. I think, I think, I think you'll like it and you'll, it'll be a game changer for you to go, go ahead and give us a tryout if you haven't already. Um, and for you current members, you know, I'll, I'll go a little bit in depth on there, but I will be doing a second video for members only where go a little bit more in depth on some of the tips and tricks and things that I use it for, um, so both those videos should be out in the next, at least next two weeks, you know, sometime either this weekend or early next week. Uh, so look forward to those, <clears throat> excuse me, as always, you can check out gupscorner.com slash store. We got great merchandise in the right now, our combo pack, um, the HV3 shirts, you know, all the money that we raise off of that goes to the HV3 foundation, which, um, great foundation that we love supporting. We are going to start our March to Augusta here shortly. Um, and I will, similar to how the Honda giveaway was, you know, having a combo merch pack or an HV3 shirt purchase will, will get you into the drawing, um, you know, more entries into it, the drawing, not quite ready to announce what, what our big giveaway and 
push for the Masters is going to be. But I will say both current members and new members will have the same opportunity, just like the Honda giveaway. We always want to treat the people that have been loyal to us and also try to attract some new people. But go ahead and give us a look up there, govscorner.com slash store. Last week's Listener League winner was Morning 73 with 504. Really solid lineup that I imagine he, if he played it elsewhere, he'd storm back on Sunday with Day, Berger, Norin, um, Hoagie, Strillman, and Baddeley. Um, you know, I think his team shot plus six overall on Sunday, and that's actually was really, really good. <laughs> Average of plus one a guy you, you would have took on Sunday. So a lot of movement for his team on that day. Pretty really well-balanced built lineup and and didn't really play too much of the chalk anywhere. I mean, day a little bit maybe, but the other guys, uh, all good plays. Um, you know, we talked about some last week. Norn, Berger were guys I looked at. Uh, didn't pull, I pulled the trigger on Norn. Norn, I had him in, in one lineup, I think. Um, I looked at Baddeley but didn't get there. But so I'm mean, really sharp play overall, you know, solid lineup for him. Um, good job. The new listener league is art will be on the podcast um, details as well as it's on Gup's corner at Gup's corner on Twitter. With that, I'm going to try to go, I'm going to go fairly quick tonight. It's kind of late, obviously. Um, so I just want to get to the meat and potatoes. We are at the Riviera country club for the Genesis invitational, which is now basically tigers invitational. Uh, not basically it is, so it moves from a full field event to 120 man, um, you know, invite type only event. Uh, guys can still qualify, you know, being top 50 in the world or whatnot. But um, it, you know, I don't know exactly how that works, but I do know it's 120 man field. So six six percent just should look a little better this week compared to last because um, you get 65 in ties. So we'll have a lot bigger percentage potentially make the cut. As always, you know, I'm going to tell you, you'll listen to Fancy DJ and podcasts with, with my boys, D, um, Tambo and Kenny Kim over there. Kenny Kim does a full breakdown, not only on the pod, but an enhanced one with added content, bonus content for members only on the site. Um, so there's no reason for me to go in detail on all that. I just kind of skim over highlights um, that I see going into the night. Normally, I'm I'm out before those guys, but um, Kenny actually has his article up, so I skimmed it a little bit. Uh, par 71, <clears throat> 7,400, really long, deceivingly long in the sense that the par 5s are kind of short, and one of the par 4s is drivable, so it makes the other holes even longer when you kind of take that into consideration. Um, one note Kenny had on there that I kind of liked was 18 of the last 30 winners at Riviera have either won or come in second at Augusta at some point in their career. I thought that was a, you'll probably hear a lot that Augusta is a, you know, comp course this week. Um, deservingly so, but that, that was pretty telling. And I mean, I mean, it is anecdotal, but I still thought it was kind of cool. Um, long isn't a must, but it's certainly a huge advantage when you look at the winners. We'll get to that in a second. Um, you know, but if you get some tough conditions, I think it brings other guys in. Unfortunately, it looks like it's going to be beautiful this week. So really going to target guys, that, you know, great off the tee, um, you know, long, long in a sense, more than even accuracy from my vantage point, um, you know, and then great ball strikers and, and getting the approach, hitting these greens. They're smaller greens than normal, fast, um, you know, getting up and down around the green and saving par is going to be huge as well. You got the Kakua grass, you know, that's a little more catchy off the club. Um, so you, a little tick up to guys that are familiar with playing here just because of that difference. Um, nothing crazy, but something to keep your eye on. The, the, the greens do roll fairly pure, my notes from last year. Like, they they roll pretty good. Um, 
So, you know, and Tiger, you know, he likes putting on these, you know, faster greens, stuff like that. And there's other players. So, I mean, that's something I would look at as far as history goes. How, how do people put here? And then some of the courses like Augusta, where you have that pure roll. Um, <clears throat> like I said, the weather, I mean, as close to perfect as it gets right now. I, I really see nothing, even on the horizon, that could change that. If you remember last year, we actually had the, I think it was last year or two years ago, the the reboot in the middle of the round because it got so nasty. Um, like three or four holes in, they just called it off and wound up having to, I think it was last year because of JB. I think they had to play like the 28, 30 holes on Sunday um, where JB Holmes uh, come back and beat JT, who couldn't make a putt save his life on Sunday. Cut. I got to, I mean, it's kind of come down over the, over the last few years. Um, but I'm going to, I'm going to put around even or minus one, lean minus one, especially with the T65. And then I got the winning score around minus 16 this week. Prior winners, as I mentioned, uh, Holmes beat JT last year. This is, you'll probably hear Bubba all over the place this week, but uh, Bubba beat Na and Finau two years ago. DJ beat Brown and Peters three years ago. Bubba won again and beat Kokrak and Scott. Then Han beat Casey and DJ. Then Bubba beat DJ. So every other year deal for Bubba. Um, I did have Bubba as the winner here in 2018. That was the uh, infamous um, all-star game where most thought he would probably. Well, he said, "I'm going to go play," and if there's a, <laughs> a conflict, um, we didn't ha- we didn't see that play out per se, but that would have been interesting. Uh, but he obviously loves this course, does well. He's actually playing, you know, in form. Probably a super chalky-ish player potentially, but I, it's really going to be interesting to see um, where those numbers come in. Because so many top guys up there, I, I think it's going to be spread out a little bit. You get a little discount with him. You got Brooks there um, with a little discount. So overall, I, I don't think you're going to see anybody too chalky. We'll have some guys, especially in the cheaper range, that people will target because of a smaller field. I'll talk about it a little bit in the um, strategy, but. Up top, I just don't see anybody running away with ownership. Uh, Bubba may be the guy that has the most, but you know I don't think it's going to be any crazy. I think it's going to be a kind of play your guy type of week because um, it's not going to be you know I mean, there's so many great guys there. It's one of the better fields we've seen in forever, so I, I wouldn't get too hung up on that. Stats this week, I kind of mentioned it. I'm looking for at approach, uh, great drives, which is stat we have on in the research center. I really think the guys that get that little extra bump there. Um, is important and, and that metric that we have in there really, you know, signifies that. So you can go look at the glossaries if you want to do, see how we define good drive, great drive, um, good approach, great approach, stuff like that. Distance, just a little bit in my model. Um, I'm not really a big, just pure distance guy when it comes to looking at the models, but I'm going to throw it a little bit in there. Uh, ball striking, as I mentioned, um, you know, scoring opportunities inside 12 feet for me this week. And then bogey avoidance is the last one I kind of threw in there. Um, salary ranges this week. We got five guys in the 10 K seven guys in the nine K nine guys in the eight K 33 guys in the seven K and 65 guys in the six K. <clears throat> so 98 of the 120 is 7,900 or less. So really have to kind of drill in up top and then kind of make your decisions. I'll talk about my strategy this week. I'm going to go a little backwards there, but you know, that six and seven K is just going to be spread all out. I mean, there's so many people down there in the field that you're just going to have to kind of pick and choose. And, and I think that's where the focus needs to start with this week. 
um, as opposed to worrying about which big dog you're going to take, you know, I wouldn't spend a whole, not that it's not important. We'll get into that a little bit later, but, um, it's going to be more important of where you pick the right pieces to support whichever guy you go with. Cause those guys up there are so good. If you're new to the pod, um, you know, kind of the breakdown is the dirty dozen and four tiers of three picks each. And then I do a round table roundup to hit some of the guys that, um, you can't squeeze in there. And then we talk a little strategy overall, and then, you know, a little bookmarks, um, guys to keep an eye on, betting strategy, one and done, and we get out of here. Um, Q&A will return next week. Obviously, it's late, so I don't I don't want to drag this on for, for anybody else either. Um, first tier in my Dirty Dozens, 9K or above. Three guys in each tier. Um, this one was tough. I had, you know, the, the last was a 3A, 3B type of deal. Um, top two were kind of easy for me. It's Rory and DJ. Um I'm interested to see how chalky DJ gets because at 10 K for me seems a little crazy that he's that cheap compared to the, the other guys in the field. Um, obviously I'm a DJ Homer, but you know, with, with his history here, I know he kind of fell apart a little bit Sunday, but I mean, you're going to give me DJ as the cheapest five K guy. I mean, five digit guy, um, salary digit guy. I, probably going to take that most weeks and then i i just think i think most would move off of rory just because of how the, the pricing is and so many options and he's the highest price guy uh maybe down to rom because i think rom's just as you know there and or or jt um you get a, even 200 dollars variance to jt that uh, rory and dj are my favorite i certainly like the other guys talk about them in the round table roundup but th- those two and the next is really tough for me between cantley and matsu I like Cantley in the sense that I think he will go overlooked a little bit because most guys will see DJ $200 more and they'll just try to fight to get there or drop down 400 bucks and go like Brooks. Um, interested to kind of hear where the industry is on Brooks this week. Bubba is 200 cheap, cheaper than Cantley. So I really, really think Cantley is going to get squeezed out there and not, not have as much ownership. Um, He's played here twice, a fourth and a 15th and 11th last week at that price. It kind of set him up perfect to kind of get up, maybe get overlooked. We'll see. Um, like I said, I'm going to try my hardest to get in Wednesday night. I, I don't know what my schedule is, um, to, to update some ownership or at least get in the slack and talk to you guys. But, um, if he, if he gets kind of squeezed there and, and winds up being, you know, optimal play, I definitely like can't land And Matsu is just same deal. He's just 9,300. So, there's so many guys right here. I mean, Finau, Bubba, X, um, uh, you know, Matsu in general can be played a lot, but here I think it's one that he'll probably get overlooked. You know, not playing horrible. He got 16th at, at waist and, and, you know, couldn't putt a uh, shocker, but he's played well here, a fourth and 11th and a ninth. Uh, he did miss a cut in 17, didn't play it in 18, but, I like him at 9,300. So there's a lot of options up there this week to build around. And, and I think, down lows, we're going to have to make some calls um, be, and differentiate ourselves. <clears throat> Excuse me. Second tier, 7,600 to 8,900. Um, Leishman's there. I'm, inter- I'm interested to kind of see the takes on him. Stat-wise, I'm not all over him, but his form has been great. Obviously, one at the Farmers. 
And then his course history has been up and down, but even when he was down or missed a cut, it wasn't horrible rounds, all of them. And then he's got a top five and a top four. So his last five years was miscut, fifth, miscut, miscut, fourth. Uh, last year being a four. So maybe maybe doesn't get that much buzz and could be a good I, – I only like him if I think he's going to be a lower-owned, like maybe not pivot, but a lower-owned guy that I can sneak in there that no one else is going to be on. Jason Day is right there at 8,800, and I, I would easily pivot from Day to Leishman. Um, so that's kind of the guy there. Then Morikawa, I'm going to go right back to him if, if – pricing i mean if my builds go that way i don't mind going to him he hasn't played here so that would be my biggest concern but you know form's great 7th 21st 21st 25th he's priced right i think at 8100 stats are pretty good um he's not going to be looked at i don't think as much this week because he doesn't have the big driver and i think champ if they're gonna you know champs there bigger off the tee wolf's there bigger off the tee so maybe we get a still up more cow this week so i don't mind going back there and then last, um, you know, a guy I really like this week in the spot and at the price is Bryson. Um, I'll certainly go back to him at $7,900, uh, and I like the betting price. He, he's probably my free bet of the week, 50, 50 to 1 is on one book. Um, Stat-wise, isn't going to be you – know, he's mid-range for me. He's top 25 right there, which at the 7900 I just can't – the 7900 keeps throwing me off because you're used to him being 8900 um, I could say him be 8900 here and no one really caring – um, didn't play like tremendous at the waist, but made the cut 52nd. Uh, he withdrew here in 17. I do have a mark to figure out what that was, but in the last two years, a 41st and a 15th. So improved as he's continued to play. I think the course fit for him is great. And the price is just too, too cheap for me. I do. I am interested to see if he's one of the guys that does get, you know, fall into on most to be a chalky play, which would, Worry me a little bit, but I, you know, I think I can be different up top. That I, I'm going to try to squeeze Bryson in, um, and I'm probably only going to do two or three lineups this week. But he's one that's going to be on my radar. Third tier for me, uh, 7,500 or less. Uh, number one is Neiman. Uh, all in on that, 80 to one. You know, I'm going to bet it. I don't know if it'll be on the card, but he he ranks out best to me as far as pricing versus expectations uh, in my model um, and just some of the things I look at. The next one is going to be my sleeper of the week. He's a little bit better, actually. There's three guys here that I really like, really four, um, that are all just in that kind of range. Stat-wise, he looks great. Recent form, three straight made cuts. He did play here last year, which I do like. He played here and got a T44. Um, so for 7300 bucks, I like Neiman. Uh, next is Kokrak. I mentioned him earlier as a runner-up. Five straight made cuts here. Biggest worry on him is recent form, but he's a, he's always kind of had that ups and down. At the Amex, he had a miscut. Uh, Farmers, a 21st, and then that waste, a miscut. So that could push some people off, but at $7,100 for a guy that's played here and plays here a lot and loves it with a 41st, a 2nd, a 22nd, a 20th, and a 37th, all I need him to do is make the cut at 7100 and um, I definitely like him this week. Last is uh, Carlos Ortiz. Uh, another great history here, a 20th, a 26th. That was in 15 and 16, then two years off, and then a ninth last year. So three made cuts for him. His form is actually a little better at 6800 bucks. A 53rd, a 48th, and a 25th. He did miss a cut the Farmers, though. But really like that price for him. Um, I could see him being in contention here for sure and, and really good you know if you're looking at long shots a good long shot there at 175 to one 
Uh, fourth tier, if you're new, is a flop, a fade, and a sleeper. Flop is kind of a guy I don't think will return his value compared to price. Fade is fading for whatever reason. Ownership, course history, baby swag, whatever you think it is. Um, and then sleeper is kind of tweaking on this, but it's basically maybe not my favorite play under 6900, but maybe the one that I think some may not even be on. Um, it's kind of hard, but you know, I'm trying to just make that a little bit different for you guys. But flop for me is going to be Reed. Um, I just, he's played here once and it was a 59th. His form's good. Uh, second and a sixth. And he missed a cut at the Sony stats are, they're just, they're okay. He's top 30. There's nothing bad about him. I just, excuse me. Uh, I just, for the 8,600, I think he could easily miss a cut here. Um, he does tend to play longer or better at longer courses, but it was tough to pick one this week because there's so many good guys. You could have gone to fill, um, especially with the hype. But I just – I think Reed, I'll pass this week. And if I miss him, I miss him. Um doesn't mean I'm not going to play any. If I was doing MME, I may have a little of him. But ownership will kind of dictate that as well to see where he's at compared to, you know, like Leishman, as I mentioned. I'd, I'd rather go or, – or Day is right there. Um, they're all right there. I, I'm interested. I think a lot's going to go to Day, which leads me to my fade – um, I think day could be high owned. He's obviously a great finish last week. Um, he's only played here once at T 64 back in 17 stat wise for his price. He's below average, uh, 42nd overall for me. Obviously we know he's got a great short game. I, I could just see him getting wayward earlier and, and bogeying his way out of this tournament quick. And for 8,800, I'll pass this week. Um, probably won't have any of them. Even if I did him and me, I'll probably just go elsewhere. Uh, my sleeper, there's a couple here that I was looking back and forth, but my favorite one is list. Obviously I already mentioned Ortiz at 6,800, um, in the upper range, but list as a 20th, a 26th and a 15th. He did miss a cut in 17. Um, uh, but his form's starting to turn around a little bit. And I feel we're getting a little bit of a value at 40 at 6,600, especially for a guy that's made the made top 26, three of the last four years here. He's got a T 36 at the farmers and a T 25 at waste. So maybe we jump on that early, um, try to beat, you know, we know he can play and, and it looks like he, he, I think he likes putting here better than what he normally does, which, you know, he sucks at putting in general, but his splits look a lot better here just from early glancing. So, and 250 to one is a great betting number if you're looking at a long shot, but I kind of, list is going to be my sleeper of the week, 6,600. I'll be interested to see where people are at on him. Uh, kind of the round table wrap up for me. You know, I mentioned JT. Uh, JT can be an auto play anytime you want. I mean, he's always going to look great on the stats. Just a matter if you think this is the week for him. I don't mind him at all. I'm just kind of, I probably let ownership and some of that stuff. I'm going to build my lineups, you know, probably in the morning actually. And, and then I'll just have to tweak if I have time. I don't want to take the chance though. Cause I'm not really sure what's going on Wednesday night, but, um, I could see him being higher owned cause he's 200 cheaper than Rom, obviously 600 cheaper than Rory, but has a pretty good background here. Always made the cut the last five years. Looks like it took him maybe a few years to get used to the place, but you know, 41st, a 54th, a 39th, and the last two years played really good, a ninth and a second. And obviously last year it was his to lose on the last 18 on Sunday. That, you know, they played 27 or more, like I mentioned. But, um, you know, he certainly can show up here and win this, what I have no doubt. But you, you can say that about almost all these guys up top. So you, you're just going to have to eventually take a stand and, and just 
you know, hope you get the right one correct. You know, if you're playing MME, you obviously have a little bit of an advantage. You can build 100 lineups and get a little bit of all of them, which I think will be common for some this week because they want to get some exposure to everybody. Uh, one to three max lineups this week are going to be a little difficult trying to, you know, make your final cuts, and, and that's just to be expected. Fienau is a guy I don't, go, I don't mind going back to. He's played well here. He has had some missed cuts, but the last two years, a second and a 15th. His form is obviously great. It's second in the field for me, a 14th, a sixth, and a second. His game fits here. Um, Should have won this back in 2018 if he could have made some putts. He just couldn't make anything that day. But, you know, overall, I, I mean, he'll probably go overlooked as well a little bit. He's generally pretty popular, though, and at 9,100, I think he'll still hold some ownership, but it'll be interesting to see where that is. Bubba, I, you know, I was just going to have to wait and see. I, I don't want to play a chalky Bubba. He's got the great history. He's got a sixth and a third, so his form's just coming in. Everything looks to be, you know, riding on the wall for him to show up and win this thing. Um, at 9,600, you're getting pretty good value from the top end, so, I mean, I can't argue not playing him. That would be an ownership decision for me. Uh, Shoffley, uh, does, you know, tend to play well at longer courses. He's got a ninth here and a 15th. He's 9,200. So just, you know, cheaper than Bubba, a little bit higher than Finau. He's got a second, a 16th, and then a miscut at Farmers coming in here. His stats are top 12 for me. Um, no reason to hate Xander this week either. Rom kind of rinse and repeat ninth here last year, three top tens coming in here. He's top 10 in stats. Just going to have to pick a guy up there. Matsu already talked about. Tiger, um, kind of interested to see what the chatter is on him. Would I play a lone Tiger? Sure, absolutely. Um, got a 15th here last year, miscut in 18. Historically, he's played this place good, but I think it's it's the one place he's played the most without a win. Um, Farmers, he got a ninth, which I kind of like that he played that. You know, the weather looks to be gorgeous. It's going to be pretty you know, warm for the area, so I don't see that being a problem. Um, it's just a 10-4. Do people want to go there right now and take the chance? In, in general, I think he'll be lower owned in definitely single MME type. I mean, uh, three max builds, but higher owned in maybe the $5. It'd be interesting to see with the $20 this week, you know, a little bit, little bit different contest structure for DK to see how, how, how high owned he is just being laced around there with Rory JT and everybody, Rom DJ around him. Um, it, it'll be interesting to see where the ownership falls, especially with a guy that's normally a, a fan favorite. Uh, Palmer's a guy I'm still going to be on. Um, I don't know if he'll make a three max bill, but he's played her once made the cut. He had great form coming in until he missed the cut at the waist. Um, course fit, I think, you know, he's he's longer than what people think. Hit some good drives. He's normally going to be on play. So if his irons are on, he can he can start making some putts. Uh, he could be a good play. Champ is a guy I thought I was going to be on. He's the same price as Palmer. He's played this twice and missed the cut both times. So that kind of worried me a little bit. Four straight made cuts on the PGA Tour, though. He's number one in great drive, number one in driving distance, number eight in ball striking in my model. Um we just, you know, when he gets off the tracks, we saw, you know, Sunday, he can get off in a hurry. And that that's a little scary, but the 7,400 price is enticing. So I'm keeping an eye on him. Norin, 7,300, kind of same thing. He did play here two years ago, got a 16th. So I like that. Uh, HV3, I think, is up and down here. A 26, a miscut, a 60 at the miscut. But he's missed four straight cuts on the tour. Um, 
Stat wise, he actually does better than I thought he would look at this place at 6,200. If you're going, I mean, H3 kind of comes into play, especially if you're trying to squeeze two of those big boys up top. You know, yeah, I think he breaks that streak soon on make, making a cut. And, um, you know, he has made a cut here before and contended, even though probably not known as quote unquote a long hitter on tour. Um, but 6,200 could be a good value. Knox, I like going back to this week. I faded him last week. He missed a cut, cost a lot of people. Um, still high up in my model this week. Hasn't played here, so that gives me a little bit of hesitancy. But at 7,200, that you know, the guy that just burned everybody is always a good spot to go back to. So I like Knox. Tringali looks good this week. 6,500. Pretty good history here. A 47th, a 68th, and 8th. He did have a miscut um, two years ago. Uh, three out of the last four weeks, he's made the cut. Nothing great, but you know, 6,500. If he just makes the cut, he's returned you money. Uh, answer. You know, general form's doing good. He's played here the last two years, made the cut both times. He's on my radar. Rose seems really cheap. Um, I think he will be a guy that gets targeted and could be high-owned at 8,500. Seems really cheap. Hasn't played this since 2017, but a fourth and a 16th when he did. Uh, he missed the cut at the Farmers. That's his only play over here. Probably a little bit better form than what those will show, but he's a guy I don't mind, but I, I think he could be pegged as a as a – chalky guy we'll see how that works out spieth um shockingly has a pretty good history here even though not you know stat wise he always has done well but he's had a fourth a miscut a 22nd a ninth and a 51st in his last three weeks obviously last week he backed toward the top 10 um he had a 55th at farmers and a miscut at waste uh, i don't know about spieth yet at 8400 i don't know if i'm ready to get there but he is intriguing especially as we start that march to augusta um, and see how those numbers look. I think he's still probably 20, 25 to one right now, but you know, it's crazy that he's 20 or 25 to win the masters, but he's 50 to one here. So I'd almost rather take the bet here, um, over the masters, uh, Wolf, as I mentioned earlier, strictly, uh, that'd be a kind of a gut play. He hadn't played here, missed a cut at waste, but had three straight make cuts before that. But he can bomb it. We know that that could be to his advantage. Um, and actually he has good hands. He gets, you know, off track a little bit at times, but he's a guy I keep my eye on. And two more, I got posting at 6,900. Pretty good, you know, played here twice, two out of the last three years, a 17th and a 28th. So I like his finishes here. Kind of a cheap guy at 6,900. Three out of four made cuts uh, coming in. So I like him. And then Kucher, I think, will be another guy that keep an eye on because of ownership. Um, seems underpriced to me just with everything he's had going lately. Um, that'll be an ownership type type deal for me at $7,800, four straight make cuts for him here, four straight top 28s here. Seems like everything would be a go. And he got 38th last week and a 16th at the waist before that. So I think Kucher could be one of those chalky guys, um, as well as Rose. So kind of see where that goes, but I definitely like him. Um, kind of, as I mentioned on the overall weekly strategy, you know, kind of said, I think, I think you need to identify, the contest you're playing first, so you know what kind of pool you got to get built. Then determine where you're going to go for your value this week. I think I think it's going to be hard to not play some of these guys up top, but they're all elite. So I don't think you can beat yourself up. I think you just got to figure out where you want to go. And I wouldn't worry as much as about that decision because either way, whichever way you go up top, you're going to be selecting a really, really elite all-world golfer. I would spend I – think, I think we need to spend more time this week – 
on that 7,900 and less and, and kind of get our pool built there, whether you're building a three-man, three-lineup pool or a 20-lineup pool, and then build up from there so you know where you are. Because I think most people will start with their guy up top and they'll naturally follow the pricing of the guys below, and that'll drive a lot of the same similar type builds. I think if you go find your three guys down low you like or four or whatever, um, depending on your pool size, and and build up, you know, say, well, these are the guys I'm in. Then go see what it looks like. I think you doing it a little backwards there maybe gives us a little leverage in, in the building of the week. So I keep that in mind as you go through your process this week. Um, bookmarks for me this week, kind of watching last week. I just mentioned one, Jordan Spieth. I think, I think he obviously can contend in the places that he does well at. You know, Augusta is going to be one talked about. But slowly starting to turn around. He's not far off, not as far as he seemed. Um, he's still luck boxed in some you know chips and stuff like that. That's to be expected. But uh, overall, it seems to have a healthier game. Same with Berger. I think we mentioned him before in this segment. But, you know, his game's really coming around. Um, relaxed, playing well. I think people forget how good he was at one time. You know, he's coming off the injury and all that. I, I like him again this week. Um, you know, that's a guy we keep our mind, our, our you know, keep our eye on. Uh, well, he's not playing this week, but I, I do like him. You know, in the upcoming weeks, depending on what kind of tournaments he's playing and kind of where he's been hot in the past. So I, you know, he's a guy that I really impressed me and finished strong. And then Lanto, I just like how he, you know, finished like plus one on Sunday. But you know, another top ten for him. He's he's being successful at different styles and different tournaments is one thing I like. So I don't think he's just a one-off winner. I think I think he's going to be here for a while and, and compete um, all year long. So Lanto's a guy to keep our eyes on. For the betting segment this week, if you're new, we do I do two or three guys out of four different ranges. Um, first one is fifty to one or less. Uh, my two guys, Cardi, kind of already mentioned it. Bryson and DJ are the two that I would. Go to DJ at short odds, 14 to 1 is in one place that I saw. I don't know if those will stay or move up, but it's not going to get any worse. It's not going to get any better for you. So if you like them, get on it. And we take a guy like that. If you don't double it or do a parlay, then it really eats up your weekly bankroll, at least the way I do it. So I'm not sure if I'm going DJ yet. Um, I really feel strongly about DJ this year at the Masters. I think it's it's going to be his year. And so I tried it last week. I did DJ, DJ, double. DJ to win Pebble and DJ to win the Masters. I may do something like that. Or I may just take DJ and say, you know, screw it. Um, I could go like DJ, Bryson, and, you know, pick a couple flyers and call it good. Uh, mid-range for me, 50-1 to 1 to 80-1. to 1. Uh, Neiman and Morikawa, I mentioned them. Uh, it's kind of rinse and repeat a little bit on on the DK segment, but there are some that I do differently. Uh, long odds, I like Kokrak and Knox. Um, I think you know being in that 80-120 to 120 range is a good price for them, fair price. Dark horse for me, over 120, is Palmer, List, and Ortiz. Um, I think all those guys could win here in one of their weeks. I... I'm cautious to go down this week because it was so many of the horses here. Um, really think one of those big guys winds up pulling through. So I think you got to be creative this week or just commit to putting X amount to a couple players and say, hey, I'm going to play it up a little different this week. And maybe I get a hot guy on some odds live, but that's where I'm at right now. Obviously, I'm going to try to get as much of my full betting card out tonight or in the morning before heading out. Um, one and done for the week. You know, strong play. You can go with any of them. 
It's a pretty good, you know, the pot got enhanced being the invitational this year. Uh, I think he got a $2 million bump overall. So, you know, you can't play all these guys in every major. It's mathematically impossible. So I think you need to, at this point, because it's such a strong field, maybe look at who do you think you're going to go with at the Masters, the Open. And, you know, and maybe this is where you play a Rory or um, a Rom because you don't, you don't like them in the majors or, you know, Something like that. I think you want to spend some time there because you have so many good guys up here that you don't want to drop too low and you miss a guy that you don't plan on playing anywhere else. Bubba will probably be pretty popular. You know, he certainly played JT. Maybe you don't think JT wins a major, and so this is your spot to play him. So I think that's kind of where to go. That floor play, that mid-range, like you're trying to get top 10 money, um, you know, outside the big guys, kind of what this is. Uh, I had Matsu, Finau, and Adam Scott. I hadn't mentioned Scott really, and, and he has a great history here. Um, a second, an 11th, a 53rd, and a 7th. So $9,000. I like him on DK as well. I kind of skipped over him, not on purpose, but uh, he could be a good one-and-done play. Um, kind of my skins play of the week, trying to trying to pick a guy that may be solo this week. Um List, Morikawa, and Neiman were the three that kind of came to mind for me, potentially. Um, you know, Nick Taylor was owned by two, which that's brutal. I mean, to have a guy, you think you're going to get the skin and one other guy picks him in the entire pool, that's kind of crazy. But it takes guys like that to, if you're trying to get that skin, to go to, to pick, right? A Ryan Palmer, right? I don't think many are going to pick him this week, so... You maybe go that way. Bryson, potentially, but I think Bryson will get a little, you know, maybe Scheffler gets overlooked. I mean, some of those type of guys where you want to look when you're looking at that range. Um, like I mentioned, we'll kick back up the Q&A next week. I'll uh, have a few more to answer, and then we'll, I'll ask for some more, get a little uh, refire up there. I will not be on the E9 this week um, as I'll be out of town, but Tambo is going to host it. Uh, maybe we get Kenny Kim or someone on with him. Uh, I think we'll go. We set it at eight thirty Eastern time on Wednesdays for now. So he will he will go live then and take you take care of you guys that night. I'll be on the Slack or posting stuff as I can late that evening. Um, be around. We'll have another West Coast start, so we will have a little bit of time Thursday morning as well. Um, as I mentioned, go check out gubscorner dot com. You know all of it slash store. Uh, go check out our memberships if you haven't done that yet. I will post a pod, I mean, a video on the PGA Research Center here this week. Uh, give that a, a check out. See if there's anything there. Give us some feedback if you see some stuff. Um, you know, other than that, I will be back for sure next Monday for episode 99, and then we kind of slowly are creeping towards the DFS Open. Um, so we have some good information coming out on that. Uh, some exciting news as we get closer to that here in the next couple of weeks. Looking forward to it. It's going to be a great trip uh, meeting all the guys in the industry as, as well as having a lot of the Gups Corner team there. Um, so if you have any questions on that or if you're going and you have some questions, you know, shoot us DMs, let us know. And I will have my showstoppers. So that's one good thing. I'll be here Thursday. For, I'll be here basically all weekend. So I'll get those out to you. But if, if, you won't see me Wednesday night, but I'll be in the Slack hopefully before the end of the night. If not, I will see you guys next Monday night. Same time, I'll be back live on YouTube as well. Appreciate the patience this week. Uh, shoot me a DM if you have any questions. Um, you know, And then JB and the guys will take care of you as well in the Slack as I step away for a couple days. Wish everybody the best of luck um, and have a great week. Smash Factor.